Blog Talk Radio. I was eating junk. I had just had two children back to back. I used to not be able to get on the ground. I never, ever daily exercise. Before, if I'd get down, I'd need a chair or something to help me get back up. I was 84 pounds heavier at one time. I was always a big dude, but I couldn't move around. That all changed when they met. Diamond Dallas Page. Started doing yoga, man. I started doing a thing called DDP yoga. It's not your mama's yoga. WCW heavyweight champion, known for his signature move, the diamond cutter. Diamond cutter! Took what he learned recovering from an injury and years in the ring and created DDP yoga. Working out combined with the eating habits, it was a huge difference. I felt so much better. It's a lot of fun for me because I never used to be able to be active. Now I'm, I'm on the floor, I'm rolling around, it's, it's pretty cool. More than importantly, I just want to be alive. I'm down about 110 pounds. DDP yoga can work for anyone. DDP. DDP. Radio. Well, we are on day what now of the end times, and we are still rolling with you here live DDP Radio, live at ddpradio.com. My name is Mike Mullins. I am broadcasting live from the the DDP Radio Megaplex in beautiful Raleigh, North Carolina, where we have been quarantined to the penthouse suite for about 44 days now. Um, I'm just going to put this out there. Um, I have no clean laundry. And our cupboards are almost empty, so uh, if the National Guard flies by with a helicopter and wants to dangle some, some snacks in front of the Megaplex, I'll be uh, glad to hop on the roof and retrieve some. But uh, I appreciate uh, everybody who's working so hard. Um, it really is one of those times where you are you realize that not everybody's job is essential all the time. But at some times, everyone's jobs are essential, and we appreciate those people who are uh, hanging with us right now and who are really fulfilling uh, the uh, the needs of the world right now, the healthcare people, the grocery people, the people. Uh, there's a lot of important people and a lot of great people that are stepping up in, uh, this time of year, and uh, I'm not going to consider one of my, uh, myself one of them. Although we are here live, DDP Radio Live, here at DDPRadio.com, mostly out of boredom because there's nothing else to do. I've gotten to the end credits of all of Netflix. Uh, so uh, I uh, thought, what the hell, Crystal, let's, let's, uh, let's chat and, and let these people uh, into our lives a little bit more. And uh, there's nothing else to do, right? So let's fire up some people, tell some motivating stories, and uh, move things along. But I'm going to introduce you right now, because I know you're probably going twice as stir-crazy as I am. Uh, so uh, my guest, of course, from the Great White North, on the top of Mount Dunteo in a giant lighthouse that's sequestered by thousands of acres <laughs> of forest because we have to keep our greatest natural resources protected. So there's an army of people surrounding her right now to keep her safe. Uh, Crystal Stewart, how are you? <laughs> I'm just laughing because really, I mean, what else do you do at this point? I'm okay, <laughs> but it's snowing, <laughs> so hey, you know. Yeah. Well, there's if, if anything, like, you know, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go oh, ahead. No, I was, uh, I was just saying. There's, a, if anything is, it probably resets our uh, our version of like having a okay week or a bad week. 
like we can find some stuff to complain about, but at least you go outside before. <laughs> I mean, does anybody actually know what day of the week it is other than, you know, other than we know it is because it's Wednesday and it's, you know, us on the radio, but I mean, whew, talk about lose track of time. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I barely know what planet we're on right now. So <laughs> don't look at me. Uh, my daughter but we've got a fun show. My daughter, yeah, my daughter came up and said, I said, so what are we doing today? And she said, oh, this coronacation's getting a little much. So that's what we <laughs> refer to it now, coronacation. Uh, yeah, we all would have been young. We would have been gone to the nut house by now if it wasn't for Tiger King. So, uh I guess we're saying it bought us a couple of weeks, so. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, like we said, we, we got an inspiring story to tell here. We got someone to bring on, and I think he's in the queue right now, but I can't see him. So, if uh, um, John, if you're in there, make sure you hit the one so you'll show up on my queue here, um, because if you don't hit one, it's not going to have you listed as – as calling, but we have John Burke calling in in just a minute, and he's a DDP Radio Warrior of the Week. There we go. I thought that would work. All right. Uh, like we said, we have a Warrior of the Week. Uh, uh, Crystal, of course, we go to yeah. you every single week, and we we have you go into the, 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 the trenches of the DDPY universe and bring us some exciting stories, some inspiring stories of people that are owning it, who have an inspiring story to tell, people who are, aren't owning it but are putting in the effort you know, there's all kinds of people out there, and success doesn't always have to be the scale. It doesn't have to be a victory all the time. It can be any kind of success. And uh, we found somebody who uh, I think is worthy of the DDPY Warrior of the Week, and I know that you brought him to my attention. So I'm going to have you do yep. the intro and uh, bring on our warrior. Now, if you are around DDP anything online, um, you don't have to look too far to find this person. He is, in the in a nutshell, he's incredible. Um, he's super motivating. He is wonderfully resilient. I mean, he just he's such a hard worker. And I'm sure if you were looking for someone to light a firecracker under you, this is the person that's going to do it. Um, this is my friend, John Burka, and I'm so happy he was able to join us. Well, thank you so much, Crystal. Mike, uh, good evening. How are you, man? Hi, John. I'm doing good. Doing as good as, awesome. as possible. <laughs> I, how are you know, guys? I, I see your... Um, Wonderful, man. Wonderful. Uh, we're like, you know, what I said, you know, it's it's a pain in the ass, and a lot of us are stuck in here and dealing with it best we can. But we got to look on the bright side. Like, uh, there's a lot of people who are suffering a lot worse than I am right now, and uh, I guess my Netflix binging can't be uh, too much of a complaint when there's people out there fighting every day on the front lines of this epidemic to keep us all safe. So I feel kind of stupid complaining about the minutia. Sure, yeah. Just the boredom is set in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So I see you're a 508 area code, which uh, that's my that's my uh, home area. Where whereabouts in Massachusetts are you? I'm down the Cape. Cape oh, Cod. My, my grandmother. My grandmother uh, used to live in Buzzards Bay, so I was I'm very familiar with that yeah, area. Yeah, that's about 20 minutes for me. Yeah, oh, I wow. love the Cape. I'm, ri- I'm originally from Needham. Uh, my whole family's from up north, so uh, I, so I saw the 508, shore, yeah. and I was. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, all right, well, well, we appreciate you coming on here with us tonight. And like I said, usually when we have someone on the show, we, we like to start at the, the beginning, the origin story. There's usually a DPY origin story, uh, some kind of yep. event or some kind of uh, mental click that decided, I want to give this a shot, I want to give it a try. So uh, what made you initially take the leap into the DPY uh, pool and uh, what, you know, what got you here? Well, uh, my story starts uh, way back. Uh, and I'll just let you know, guys know right now, this is one of the most challenging parts for me is to talk about the past, you know. Uh, we can all talk about our victories and this and that, but uh, the past is kind of difficult for some of us, you know. But um, anyways, the way I grew up, uh, it was kind of rough times. Uh, when we talk about, you know, failure in the program, right? Uh, the way I grew up, failure was always subject to ridicule. So there was a lot of chaos and intensity, uh, inconsistency, I should say, uh, which is, you know, when you're a kid, that's kind of hard to process and make sense of, you know, uh, especially when you're that young. So, so, uh, growing up, I didn't have a very good skill set for dealing with problems when they came up, you know, especially as I got older, um, for problem solving, just any kind of time a problem come up in your life kind of thing. And, um, I was always a pretty happy kid, you know, I would remember uh, hearing my sister one time when I was about maybe 16 or 17, she was talking to my mother and she said, you know, she was talking about me. She says, John, you know, he's really lost his sense of humor. You know, he used to be a real funny kid and joke with me and this and that. And that hit me pretty hard. You know, I, that's when I was starting to fall into a pretty good depression there for a while. And, um, you know, I knew I wasn't right. I knew there was something not right, but you know, you don't always want to admit it. Uh, especially when it's your own family, you know, you kind of uh, guard yourself from the truth, really. Uh, people, yeah. you know, would ask, would ask, you know, are you okay? Do you need to talk? Uh, you know, and the standard answer was always, you know, I'm fine. You know, no, nothing to say. I'm good. I just, you know, need to be by myself for this or that. That was a lie, you know. Obviously, I, there was something wrong, but I just kind of kept to myself. That was my natural instinct, you know is to, you know, just bottle stuff up and cap it, you know, and just kind of put it away, which I've learned now is a horrible way to deal with stress or anxiety or depression or anything like that. It just fuels it and makes it worse, yep. really. I, um, but uh, it's something I've had to continually work on uh, even to this day. It's just getting rid of the shame of failure instead uh, embracing it as, a, you know, a learning experience for self-improvement. That's how I look at it now is um, – a learning experience is what failure is. You know, uh, you know what fail stands for? First fail stands for learning. first attempt in learning. You got it, Crystal. I heard yep. that from my friend Jack, Jack Corantillo. Uh, uh, that's who I heard that from, to learning. So, um, so uh, let me go back to when I first put on that first disc from DDP, way back in the day, this was in 2013. I hear him say, uh, you know, it's okay to fall as long as you get back up again, you know. That yep. hit, that hit me. Uh, and also when he said uh, failure isn't fatal, that hit me like a ton of bricks. And, you know, it really made me listen up, too. It made me listen to what he was saying. Uh, and in my late teens and into my early 20s, I started developing a very unhealthy lifestyle, which was all unconscious. I mean, it was not something I was even thinking about or it just, you know, kind of, that kind of thing kind of snowballs and you end up in a situation. And, um, 
not really giving a thought to the damage I was doing to myself, you know. Um, yeah. I got to the, I got to the point where, uh, you know, uh, just getting out of bed every day seemed like an insurmountable task. You know, it was like kind of like walking around with 80 pounds of extra physical weight and 500 pounds of extra emotional weight. And uh, it was in August of 2012. I was 25 years old, almost 240 pounds. I had never worked out a day in my life. (laughs) I knew absolutely nothing about health or fitness. And, uh, you know, I couldn't climb a flight of stairs without being winded. I couldn't stand for long periods of time without having to sit down and probably would have failed a field sobriety test sober. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd missed myself a bit, you know, a pretty much big time. I was in pretty big trouble there. You know, like many of us, uh, I've always been a huge wrestling fan. So one day I'm sitting there and browsing the dirt sheets, right? And I read, Jake the Snake Roberts moves in with DDP. And that caught my attention because, you know, we all know Jake's story, well, especially yeah. the last 10 years or so uh, before, you know, he moved in with ADP. So I started watching the clips they were putting up on uh, YouTube of Jake and eventually uh, Scott Hall. It was called DDP TV. You guys remember that? Those little yep. short oh, yeah. clips they used to put up. These were short raw clips, you know, unedited and just, you know, there was um, it was just the real deal. And watching those, I watched those for months after after uh, I first saw that link. And uh, those helped me realize that the situation I was in, it was really my own doing, you know. Um, stuff, yeah, stuff happened to me in the past when I was a kid that, you know, I can't control that, right? But in reality, I can control the way I react, adapt, and modify and take action now and for tomorrow. You know, you can't change yesterday, but you can only change today and what's to come. So, uh, Jake's line, you know, Jake's famous line, my history is not my destiny. That's the one that really stuck with me big time. Because uh, that's, that's how I view uh, where I'm at. You know, your history doesn't define where you're going. Right, so, exactly. Uh, that's... Yep. Uh, so, so, yeah, I followed those videos for several months. And I just kind of kind of watched them until I decided, you know what, I have to do this. I can do this. This is something I can do. I, you know, I just got to do it. Nothing to it but to do it. Um, so I ordered the DVDs in February of 2013. In those days, it was kind of a smaller company, with, but it still had pretty high demand. You know, so the DVDs took a while to arrive. But that was fine because, you know, at that time, I was in no condition to even attempt to work out, you know. Uh, I just started, uh, I did my first workout in, in March of that year, but it was in February. I started February 1st. I picked that date and I said, and I devoted that whole month. I didn't, you know, I obviously I didn't work out or anything. I just used that month to uh, just get off all the garbage as much as I could, you know, that I was on and try to make as many changes off the mat as I could, you know, in preparation to start working out. And I told myself that day, you know, this is it. I'm never going back, you know, to my old ways and my own lifestyle. I, I said that I got to change. Just, you know, uh, I went completely cold turkey, too. It was very, it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life. You know, uh, knowing that your life is either going to change forever 
or you're going to fail, and then what happens? That was the ultimate unknown, you know. You got two options. So um, two months into the program, it was on my 26th birthday, I get a call from DDP. (laughs) And I'll never forget that call. I mean, I, I know exactly what he said and how he said it. He goes, yo, John, DDP. Just giving you a yep. shout, bro. You know <laughs> that uh, that did two things for me. That first of all, that blew me away, uh, and secondly, it instilled my trust in him. That told me that this guy—he's not just looking for money. He really cares about people. Yeah. And um, that was a big thing for me because uh, you know I didn't trust too many people back then, uh, especially people I didn't know. <laughs> Yeah, true. Uh, this this simple act of it was a simple act of human kindness, but it, it did wonders for me. It gave you know put rocket boosters on my back to the point where, you know, I really wanted to invest in this thing and give it everything I had. You know, uh, it was that call. That's when I learned about the power of believing in someone. You know, that's uh, the you know to believe in somebody else. How powerful that is. Um, for the first four, four years of the, my journey here, I kind of, I struggled on my own. You know, I didn't, I didn't seek too much help, which I want to recommend, by the way, if you're new to the program, get all the help you can ask questions, you know, do the whole deal. That's the way to do it. I mean, if you, if you really want to have success, but I just, you know, I use trial and error as I still do. I use trial and error just to kind of figure out what works and what doesn't. And, you know, of course, always employing, you know, the, the very highly effective strategy of always make it your own, you know, um, you know, do it your way. That's, that's, this is your deal. You know, so there's nobody else on the planet like you. So that's why DDP always says, make it your own. And, um, John, can I yep. ask you a question? Sure. Um, Go ahead. knowing, knowing where you were and where you are mm-hmm. now, I, a question is just popping into my brain. Would sure. you do it again? Absolutely, in a heartbeat. Uh, it was it, it was not um, it was my only choice, really. I mean, you know, there, I there wasn't a future for me living the way I was living. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the fact that I found this program, it, it was not just life changing; it was life saving. You know. That's amazing. Yeah. So that that's that's what it was for me. Yep. That's that's heavy, man. And and you know, I love, and I'd love to kind of use that to be the theme for the night because I think you hit it on your head. Obviously, you know, there's things in your past that have made even talking about it really kind of challenging and hard for you. And I think it's so important, and and all of us are going to need that at some point. You know, you said your history is my de- is my destiny. Destiny. I could do something every single day of my life that's negative or bad for me, but tomorrow mm-hmm. is always the chance that I don't have to, and I don't need to. Right. There's the old there's the old saying that, you know, it's it's uh, every day is a new chance to turn it all around. And sometimes those sayings roll off our tongues so easily because they're pretty sounding and they're flowery the way they come out. But behind those things are such incredibly powerful, like, meaning. And if you internalize that, tomorrow is so open-ended that we have a chance to save our lives tomorrow or today or whatever it may be. And it seems like that 
you probably knew that your whole life, that, that information was in there, but it hit you exactly, at the perfect yeah. time in your life and you were ready to embrace it. And I think that's a beautiful thing that everything kind of came into, uh, you know, unison at the same time. And you were able to kind of harness that. Yeah. I was really fortunate that it, I found it when I did. I mean, cause it was, it was crunch time, you know, no, I, I, really love, I really love your story, John, because you are proof positive. See, I've done my homework. It's proof positive that you can go from a degree of autopilot living, you know, just yep. kind of going through the motions, to actually it's very visible with you. You can see um, that you've had a shift. And it's incredible. And it's not just a physical shift. It's a mental shift. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, it's very pliable with you. So, you know, everybody who sees your videos and, and, you know, all the incredible things that you do, I think one of the most amazing things for me to see all the time, because I do watch all the time, is you put yourself out there every single day. You put yourself out there. And that is so huge. People in the beginning don't realize how hard that actually is. That's really it's hard. It's so hard, do. Crystal. It, it's yeah. so hard because um, I remember, you know, I think it was the first time I ever even wrote to DDP. I just, just give him a little quick thank you this or that. And he wrote me back and he goes, you know, would you please share this on the on the page? And I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I want to do that. Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm fine talking about it with you, but sharing with myself with the world i don't know <laughs> right so and that, was, that, that was really difficult in the beginning for sure yeah that is very much akin to you know when you were a kid and you were wearing rubber boots and you got mud all over them yeah and yeah right your mom said yeah your mom said go out in the front yard and pound your boots off that's what that <laughs> is for me it's pounding exactly. all the dirt off your boots right so it's not so heavy so he oh, and especially like you, like i yeah, go ahead, please. Uh, well, like I was gonna say, um, especially especially somebody like me, because I, I I always that was my in, natural instinct was just to keep to myself, and you know I, yeah, that's just kind of the way I am, you know. But th- this is a, it's really kind of helped me come out of my shell, so to speak. Yeah, and you know, you know more, more aspects than just working out. Trust me. <laughs> and look at you now. I mean, you're on a radio show. <laughs> I know. Well, I tell you, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest huge... uh, public speaker. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but no, but that's real. That's that's incredibly hard, especially if you know if you don't live in that world, you know. Like you said before, you were having a hard time reaching out to people. You're having a hard time, you know. I've, 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 for years, I could go on stage in front of thousands of people, 10,000 people, and tell jokes or tell comedy or be an ass or show my ass. But if it means if I had to go out there and say something honest or say something personal, I couldn't do it. Some, I could always well, see, go Mike, out there and be an ass. And I couldn't even do that. What's that? You know, I, I couldn't go out, like you just said, even go out and tell jokes. I mean, that's something I would never even dream of doing. <laughs> you know, that's just not so who I am. People, but but that's what I'm saying. Is so many people are have this close, we you know, when it comes to just, I, if I went out there and actually told 
two of my vulnerabilities to even a crowd of 10 people, I would better off be walking in front of those people naked because that's how you yeah, feel right. inside. Yeah. You know, no, I you know it's the, yeah. uh, the, 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 the Bill Burr. You know, guys are kind of conditioned to just, you know, you said bottle it up. They go in the, the, well, the shelf of anger that sits on every man's chest is basically just all the emotion that he stuffed down all the years, all the things that he probably should have talked about and said that he just shows down, and it just sits on every guy's chest, and that's why we all drop dead at 40 and 50 and 60 years old. It's true, though. Right. Like, that stress and that internal just burying everything it, it, that bothers you, and it, it wears you, on you over if you, time. If you, you allow it, if you allow it, it will kill you. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can get it can get to that point, and you know, I was right on the edge of that. Trust me. Yeah, well, so you know, you, you you found the program, and obviously, there's a lot of stuff. You didn't just get physical benefit from it. Obviously, we talked about the mental, and and obviously, you you seem to be holding on to a lot of emotion and stress and. I've always said the best thing about DDPY over the physical, over anything, is the ability to just lose some of that anger and energy and emotion that, you know, yep. you kind of pack down there. And from listening to your right. story, that seems to be a, an important aspect of, of what you did that, here. That, you know what, Mike, that's been that. my biggest transformation. That's that's my biggest transformation right there is the mental. I mean, like I said, I've, I, I lost about 80 pounds, I mean, total. But uh, I've lost about 500 pounds in emotional gravity. Hands down. Wow. So it, it's uh, it's just it's all about you know the the program has t- completely given me all the tools to just deal, deal with life and deal you know with the stuff in your head that kind of likes to swirl around and stay there and not leave and you know. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. And, and we, you, you know you were talking about um uh lifestyle choices right, um yeah. I yeah. always kind of thought you know. Like when you make poor lifestyle choices, whether it's eating or whatever, or drugs or alcohol, you know, and people kind of think like, okay, those are easy. You know, why are they easy though? They're easy because they're un- it's an unconscious thing. You're not thinking about it. It's just one of those things that you do, and you know what I mean. But good lifestyle choices are harder to do because they're done with awareness and calculation. You know, you have you have to really think about what you're doing before you do it when you're making oh, yeah. a good choice. So that's what I always kind of saw the difference as. You know, that, it's that's really so funny true. that you – yeah, and the, I mean the, the three of us are talking. We all – all three of us know it is so much easier to bitch and complain about whatever, no, I know, huh? anything <laughs> than, it, than it is to actually get off your ass and do something about it. Well, they, they say it t- you use like how how many more muscles in your face to smile than it takes to frown. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> yeah. You, you brought up anyway. a great point. <laughs> you brought up a great point too. Is is you talked about the unconsciousness of bad habits, and it, it's it's no one ever seeks out to be a drug addict or seeks out to be an alcoholic or an overeater or right. a morbidly obese person, and, and you put it really well because. Usually people don't realize they're a problem until they're far enough away from the shore that they realize they can't get back. And then they're getting until back. Until it's an emergency. Terrifying. Right. right. Yep. Until it's exactly. an emergency. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. and that when, even when you're gaining weight or when you're becoming addicted to something, it, it, you realize it at a point where it's way out of control. And then there's oh, trust the, me, that, the, I don't, that doesn't happen overnight, you know? 
yeah, yeah. That's not, that doesn't happen in a day. That that that's that takes many years of work. <laughs> uh, I, I remember when I when I put on a bunch of the weight and and I'm sitting there and I always I know I was always a big guy, but I I thought of myself as you know you know I was pretty quick. I was fast. I could run with the best of my athletic friends, even though I was a big guy. Mm-hmm. And then there's one day when I'm realizing. Oh shit! I can't. I can't. I'm blown up getting up the stairs. And then, oh shit! I can't tie my shoes as well. Or oh shit! I can't get off the couch right now. You know. And then there comes to a point where you realize, oh, I put on a lot of weight here. Or oh, you, you realize it once, and then you know you don't I typically see it when it's happening. You see it when it's happened, and now you're confronted with the overwhelming stress of, oh man, I let this happen, and how am I going to get back? Because then getting back is intimidating. What do you do? Factor. Yeah, yeah. So people try right, to because, avoid that reality because it's terrifying. And it's when you're avoiding terrifying. that reality, yeah. you're, you know, if you're an addict, you try to maintain looking sober on social media or with your friends. Or if you're an overeater, you try to crop all your photos or make it look like, you know, so you're avoiding and confronting sure. it because you know that, uh, you know, you can't face that right now. It's hard to face you, that you, reality. And you, you let hide it go and so you, far. You hide and you run from it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You, you hide in your room, and, that's and I creates... did that for years. You know, I I did that. I did that from the time I was sixteen. I would say I just you know, and it got worse and worse, because you know it's kind of like I said, you know something's wrong. You know, like with me, it was my depression, I've had my anxiety that I I mean I've been battling that my whole life, and I just never dealt with it. But, you know, and I didn't really I I didn't even know that's what it was. You know, I that was because it was just it was normal to me. That it was just that's how life was. It's just to be feeling like that all the time. And you know, what do you do? Well, what I knew was you got angry and you point fingers and you blame other people for your what your situation. And um, that's all I knew. Uh, you know, after I started listening to the DDP, and he's telling me, you know, no, it's about you. And the way yep. you react to, you know, what's happening around you and, and this and that, it changes just it changes your life. I mean, just that simple little change of 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 mindset, you know, when you just switch, it's like a flipping a light switch. You go from a, a huge, completely different life, you know. Yeah. It is a huge pill to swallow when you find out that you have been the biggest contributor to your downfall. Yes, yeah. That, you, yeah, you, that's, a, that's a huge pill to swallow. It took me a long time to realize that. I mean, because, I, I, you know, like I said, when you live that long, for that long, that way, that's all you know, you know. And, um, like, for me, you know, growing up, like, I didn't have the tools to say, so I have somebody to be there to say, you know, you can make mistakes. It's okay to make – I never heard you. It's okay sure. to make mistakes. Never. <laughs> I heard you made a mistake. You better go think about it. This and that, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> I didn't have a guy sitting there, patient as can be, telling me, "Look, I'm here when you're ready." I mean, you know, that's what DDP will tell you. You know, he goes, it's, it, "You yeah. know, I will help you, but you got to do it. You got to do the work." See, and you, I you think know, that's they, one of the greatest. That's one of the greatest things about you, John, is you are. Oh, you put your money where your mouth is. Always. Well, I try to. (laughs) 
you know, they, they, they say that, you know, you, you can lie to everyone else, but you can't lie to yourself. And I always said, that's bullshit. I can lie to myself better than almost anyone on this planet. Because yep. I could yep. tell myself the problems weren't problems for years. I could tell myself, I'll do it later. I'll figure it out later. I could do that. I can still do that better than anyone. If I want to procrastinate or if I can want to make an excuse for myself, if I want to, I can find the perfect reason to convince myself that I can't do it. The problem yeah. comes this, when you find out that the solution to your problems is, is yourself and when you pr- realize that you have the ability to make changes and like we all know that, but as a, you know, as somebody who's had an overeater and had all these problems, my first, whenever confronted with it, my first instinct was to deflect it to somebody else, to attack somebody Oh, absolutely. You don't Me too, Mike. That's, that's, that's what, what I always friends. did. Yeah. Exactly. But sometimes it takes like, it, you know, I couldn't hear that from my mother or father growing up. I couldn't hear it from my wife or my friends. When DDP, no. someone who's a neutral party who respects, I respect <laughs> so much, when he says exactly. it, you're able to channel yep. it and listen to it in a way that you can't from people close to you. Yep. It really sets exactly. in like that when you hear somebody like him say it. You're so right. I mean, that that's what did it for me. I mean, it, I, it could have been all, you know, my best friends, my closest friends, my family could have said it. It wouldn't have mattered. You know, <laughs> I mean, that guy, he talks to you and he makes you feel like the world champion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's unbelievable how the way he is. He's, he's you know, it's, it's amazing because Mike and I have talked several times over the years about having a person in your life that is willing enough to call bullshit on yeah. your story. Yep. So if you're telling yourself some cockamamie story that, you know, blah, 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 you know, I don't have to do it today, in steps DDP, he'll call you on your shit. He will call right. you on it. Right, and I never and I had mean, that. Uh, I had people I that were that would, you know, uh, lead me in my own, you know, BS. You know what I mean, kind of thing. So yeah, that, that's I what mean, I was used to, yeah, for sure. It's really important to have that person, but equally so, it's refreshing once you get used to it, and once you get over this thing of someone slapping you saying you need to wake up because what you're doing is not working. It's self-destructive mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Once you get over that initial thing and you decide that you're going to do the work, well, man, it's like a light bulb moment. It, it The switch goes on, the light comes yeah. on and yeah, then you're free enough to do what you need to do. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the, uh, that's the, uh, whole community too. I mean, it's it, it, we have the most amazing people in this community, and I I think the reason um, you know we're so good for each other is because we're all fighting something. You know, yep. whether it's depression, whether it's weight, whether it's you know, God knows what. It's just we're all battling something, and we're all we're all fighting. You know, so I think that's that's why what brings us so close. You know. The uh, DDP community is just, it's, it's amazing. You talked about um, DDP, but you're in your call when you first started the program. And, you know, that's kind of what hooked me at, at the beginning. And you now in 2011, I think it was when I first started. Uh, but he big used time, to do that yeah. with a lot, with, with all the, most of the new people he would give a call. And it's gotten way too big and, and to kind of do that now. He'd spend every waking hour calling people, but he still reaches out to random people just out of the blue. You don't have to be oh. anyone special. Oh, he, he, make he, a was, phone call. he was, in, he had an insane schedule back then too, Mike. I mean, 
You know, he was just starting oh, the business up, and, and he was on doing infomercials. He was doing, I mean, he was everywhere even back then, and he was just nonstop like he is now. And and to get that, I was just blown away. I'm going, this guy is calling me. I mean, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but I was so grateful for that. And uh, when I went to the, uh, the, we had a workshop here in 2017, and uh, I went there, <clears throat> you know, I was four years into the program at that point. I didn't really need the introductory part of it. My goal to go there was to shake that guy's hand and say thank you just for everything that you've done because I, I, I figured it was going to be maybe my only opportunity to do that. I did it. I was sat in my driveway for two hours with all my anxiety mm-hmm. and self-doubt and all that. And But, I, I you know, I, you know, put – went to work for that breathing and this and that, and I got myself there and I did it. And, you know, when I, um, when I went there, uh, just, I'm, I'm using my notes here, guys, cause I can't remember anything. <laughs> just bear with me. Uh, oh, when I went man. to the workshop, um, I went to the workshop in 2017, right? And, uh, DDP, he had, uh, he, we were all sitting around and he said, uh, just give me a second. He he said, who came here with somebody? And about, you know, 10, 20 people raised their hands. He said, okay, now who came here by themselves? And maybe, you know, a handful of us raised our hands. And he goes, you know, give yourself a, a self high five. He goes, because that's not easy to come here by yourself. And I said, yeah. wow, that's, that was that was pretty cool because, I mean, I, I really, I was, I had my doubts about going because I was about a month just removed from a major fall from the program in 2016. I, I, uh, I just, you know, life happened. I stopped working out for about six months. Uh, I, and then it was right before my 30th birthday, 2017, which was about, uh, we're talking almost a year later. And, you know, I'm saying, I'm slipping back into my old habits, you know, you know how things they slowly, but very quickly start to come back, you know, especially the, when it's, uh, you know, stuff you shouldn't be doing. But anyways, and uh, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to be 30 years old here. I need to get my act together. I need to do this for real this time, you know, because, and, and, you know, I, like I said, I struggled for about four years on and off. You know, I, I did it pretty regularly, but not not the full quid, you know what I mean? So it was, uh, I, I hit my 30th birthday, and then I, I – used another month to kind of get my act back together. And then it was May 1st, 2017. I said, this is it. You know, I, I, I got to do this for real. So I, I told myself, May 1st, 2017, I'm going no days off. I'm going, and I, I went a little over the top. I said, I'm going keto intermittent fasting. That's it. <laughs> We're going for this. And uh, guys, somehow or another, three years later, May 1st, uh, 2020, would be three years, no days off. So that's wow. pretty cool. That's you, you, you got how many days? No days off. Oh, uh, what's three years? <laughs> so you, you, you're still going with it? I'm still going with it. Oh wow! I I'm, not, you ta- I'm like not taking a. Yeah, I'm not taking a single day off since May first, two thousand seventeen, and that has wow. been the biggest key. That's been the biggest key to my success is consistency, and you'll hear that from. All the vets in the program, it's consistency. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're trying to get 10-second mm-hmm. push-up. I don't care if you're trying to get black crow. I don't care if you're trying to get forearm stand. Whatever it is, it's all about 
consistency and sticking to it because everything we, you know, anything you do is going to be challenging. But like DDP says, you got to just keep doing it. If it's challenging, now all that means is you got to do it more. Now, yeah. when so, when something's uncomfortable, uh, you know, especially, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you, if, whenever anything was uncomfortable for me, my first instinct was to bolt, you know, run away mm-hmm. from it. And that's what I would do. But, uh, you know, the, what this program has done for me is to really embrace challenge, you know, is something that is going to, you know, make yourself better. And uh, it's something to be, you know, go to chase, not something to run from. Yeah, wow. absolutely. That's, that's huge. Well, that's incredible. So when we had Arthur on a couple of years ago. I can't remember what he had him on a bunch of times, but I, we asked him about it, like, what is like the secret to the sauce? And like he said, the, he said, you just got to make it happen every day. You got to do it every day. Do something. Yeah. Even if you're, if you're, if you're sick or too sick to put a go and even work out, put the mat down and lay sure. down on it. Just, Putting yeah. those and abs, it, it doesn't have to be huge. Habit. Right, like like my friend Jack yeah. says, hit hit wake up, hit wake up, hit you know hit breathing. That's you know just do something. Yeah, and, and you know now it, where you're. Well, I'm sorry. I'm man. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Now that you're three years on, I, I bet if you skipped a day tomorrow, you would feel like you left the stove on. There's just that uncomfortable like. I'm missing something. I'm forgetting something feeling. Well, you, you know, Mike, you know what I don't do? And, and I think this is really cool that people do. They do the streaks and they get the numbers up there and this and that. I, I That doesn't work for me. I, I don't do streaks. I don't look at the numbers because to me that puts too much pressure on it. You know what I mean? For me, yeah. you know, if I look at a number, I'll look at that number and I'll say, you know, okay, if I, if I, break my streak, then I'm, you know, and I'm just, I know I'm going to feel bad about it no matter what. So I kind of stay steer away from that. It's trust me, the people that do it are unbelievable. That's cool. And I love seeing it. No, but, um, it's just something that doesn't work great. for me. Um, what I, I just try to do something every day. And I, you know, people you will ask me, you know, like how, how do you stick to it? You know, that's the biggest struggle for people is just, like, like how, what gets you to the mat? I'll tell you, I've had days where I've literally sat there for 20, 30 minutes, just sitting there arguing with myself saying, am I going to work out today or am I not? Am I going to work out? And I just have to sit there and argue and let the voices in my head just bitch back and forth until I say, you know what, we're doing it. Because if I don't, then I'm not coming back tomorrow. I know that, you know, that's, that's just the, something I know. That's the ultimate. So that's why. Yeah. There's a huge difference between letting yourself on off the hook and keeping yourself accountable. It's a huge difference. Yep. And one thing I have changed because I used to be real like I I felt like oh you know I gotta just go crazy every day and because that's you know and I do have a lot of I do do a lot of the more intense things and you know the higher intense stuff. You know, and this is something the Ultimate Warrior used to say. For me, I do that because it helps me not take shit from myself. Because yep. I, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I just, that helps me to that higher intensity. You know, that because it, I guess maybe that's from being a depressed, anxious guy. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, you know, it helps kind of clear the cobwebs. But um, uh, I don't, uh, I try to scale back and I, I try to take you know, what I call active rest days. That's, you know an active rest day, whereas you're still hitting the map, but you're not going full bore. You know, you're just maybe doing some stretching or something like that, or like a, 
you know, something with Jim Mabes, a chill class or something like that. You know what I mean? So, um, so I I, I think rest, rest is definitely important, you know, absolutely. I want to hit on this real quick because you said something a few minutes ago that I think is so important about putting about the streaks and putting a pressure on yourself. And I want to tell the story real quick because you talked about DDP TV earlier. Uh, I, we had one of those things where we were driving around and, you know, I was, I was taking DDP somewhere, like a wrestling show or something. And um, we're driving around and, and he was talking, he's like, tell me what you saw in this video. And he showed me the video. It was one of the edited videos that, um, either Dylan or Louie had put together about Jake. And that was yeah. when he relapsed. And he said, watch this video. I remember I, that. I yeah. thought it was the most powerful video that I've ever seen because Jake was broken up about it. He's in bed. He's sick. He goes, I just blew 200 something yeah. days of sobriety. I I just mm-hmm. killed my sobriety. And DDP said the thing that I believe changed the course of the documentary, because I think it wouldn't have gone well unless it, this kind of was happened. He goes, bro, you're not 200. You're not, you don't blow 200 days of sobriety. You're 201, 200 days, right. one day off. Cause yep. there's the streak. There's the streaks. I think are difficult in those situations because if you break it in the middle of the streak, you've, it, you've, you've denounced failure of that streak and it's just yep. the mindset flips, but you take a day off tomorrow you don't have a streak going. You just took a day off tomorrow. That doesn't mean you have to take a day off the next day. It doesn't kill the the past. It doesn't kill all of the progress you made because of some stupid, you know, days in a row. You yeah. just had a day and, off. And again, and then, and, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't uh, downplay the the people that do it. I, I think it's awesome. You know, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the streaks are awesome. It's just it just doesn't work for me. That's all. You know, and I, yeah, I think exactly. that's the, that's that, that is the one of the greatest things about this program is that there is no like you know one size fits all. It is just it's custom to you, one hundred percent. Like I said, there's nobody else in the world like you. That's why you know you need a you need a workout that's just as unique as you are. And and I think that. Um that you've had success and so many people have had success because of that, because if, yeah. you know, especially with the home aspect, you don't have to go into a class in, in, in you know, your local YMCA and follow all the rules that they set for you. You don't have to go to the class, the PC and follow all the rules. They meet you where you are. Oh. Uh, I, you know, there's so many people at different levels and he always says anyone can do this, but it's the only program that I know that ever said it and mean it because there's people who play yeah. professional football and there's 600 pounders, and there's this, they're in the same room doing the same workout, and that's I think is only unique to DDPY because there's a lot of people that say anyone can do it, but find me any yeah. extremer version of that than in any room where there's currently a DDPY workshop happening. Um, Mike, if I if I had if I had done like you know uh, I don't mean to name drop, but like you know P90X or something like that, when I was 25 years old in the shape I was, I would have quit that day. Because that 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 is just you know it, that's not one you know that's not custom fit. This is I, I this is the only custom fit that I've seen, you know, out there mm-hmm. that was totally you know they, where they encourage you to do go do it the, do it your way. I mean that it's it's a simple thing you know and it's it's very effective. I, yeah, I, I mean, know, I, uh, sorry, oh, Mike. Sorry, we got a wheel. No, I was just going to say, I yeah, I know. 
there's a Canadian leg. Um, I, I just think, you know, it's, it's an amazing thing when you decide that, you know, you're going to do something and you do it. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I mean, I think yeah. one of the greatest things when I went to the PC for summit, we, you know, we, I walked into the room and I mean, automatically you notice all these people of from every walk of life in every country you can think of, and I thought it's overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And I thought, what the heck am I doing here? And then yeah. guess who walks I did in? Too. <laughs> Drew Mac Drew McIntyre walks in, and then yeah. I kind of had a moment where I thought, what the hell am I doing here? Because I don't belong here. And then I stopped and thought for yeah, a second. That- Wait a minute. I do belong here because if he is here working out and he is an ultra athlete, who's to say that I won't get to that point if I don't put the work in and stay consistent too? Well, and you know what that is, Crystal? You know what that is when when you feel that way, when you walk into a place like that? That's anxiety. Anxiety anxiety is a liar. It, It lies to you. It tells you you're not worth it. It tells you... Everybody doesn't, everybody hates you. It, it's the biggest yeah. liar. And you just have to, you know, like I, I work through that every day. And yeah. th- that's what this program has done so many wonders for me in that regard. It's just dealing, getting through that and telling yourself it's not true. You know, you're yes. just, you know, that's the way when it is. I, when I flew to Crystal. Summit, um, th- we were in the parking lot and I had a huge anxiety attack before I even walked into the building. I started crying. I like I was I was yeah. in full out tears. I thought, what the hell am I doing here? No I one's gonna know thing. who yeah. I am, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> but meanwhile everybody knew who I was. <laughs> it's awful. And it's, yeah, until you get there. Until you get there and then like you're everybody knows you and you're you're everyone's friendly and it just it like right? almost like in yeah. an instant it just dissolves, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't exactly. have a choice, <laughs> especially there. <laughs> yeah. And you know, Crystal, that uh, you know, I know you were feeling that way and stuff too when you saw him walk in. But I just want to let you know that Drew McIntyre also feels that way when he when I walk in too. So you're, you, everyone has that person that they look to. And well, hey, he's he's the uh, champion. He, he's allowed to feel that way. True story. <laughs> he looks over. and He's like, "Damn it! I may be the champion, but I'll never be Mike Mullins." There you go. I just snorted. <laughs> I've, I, I've, I've eyewitness confirmation that that exact phrase was said. <laughs> and that eyewitness is no longer with us, but he swears it happened. <laughs> but uh, we're, we got to wrap up here. We only got a few more minutes left of uh, time. It flew by. It was so awesome to have you, man. We appreciate you coming on and just scratching the surface. And you've been here a long time. You've seen a lot of stuff. So we're going to have to have you come back around and chat with us again because I feel there's a lot more to, uh, to pick apart. But I love it. Sure, I it. love your story, and I love the past. The, you know, you, the past. I I always hated the phrase um, that you'd only look towards the future because I, I you know for some people that may work, but I think the past is like a textbook. It's like a it's like a, an encyclopedia of all your missteps, all your mistakes, all your your good yeah. and your bads and everything you've left behind. And that kind of creates the education that you need to move forward in the future. 
So you had a really rough past, but you seem to have taken all that knowledge and information, and you can look back there and realize where you don't want to be again and use that to propel you forward, which is a huge, huge incentive to keep moving forward and keep kicking ass. Exactly. And uh, you seem to be doing really awesome in, in, in doing that. So we appreciate you coming on, and we appreciate all your hard work and motivation for uh, for all of us. Well, I appreciate you having me. It's a pleasure. All right, man. Uh, stay um, warm in that uh, Cape Cod. Uh, you guys, what's the weather like there right now? Oh, are, are you are you kidding? We had it, Mike. It didn't even snow here this year. Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, didn't. I I can't complain. I poor Crystal's up there freezing. It snowed. I think today. it's what November. November. <laughs> uh, uh, when 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 would I talk to you about? It was like you were like an ice cube, and it was like November or something. October. It's usually October. October. <laughs> yeah. So I really can't complain. Uh, yeah. I, I miss the Cape though. I, I love it. I love it out there. It's it's you know it's the bridge. What's the bridge it's name? Changed. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's it's still the Cape, but it's it's changed a little bit. But it's I love it. Yeah, I I spent every summer out there. It's, it's so beautiful. So uh, have some fun, man, and and you you keep uh, keep pushing forward. We appreciate you having on uh, coming on okay, with us. Guys. And before we uh, before we do the quote of the day or anything. Uh, I know that we're all kind of shut down because of the quarantine, but do you have any kind of websites or classes or anything you want to promote to get people to go take a look at? Do I? Yeah, do you have a yep. do you have Facebook, uh, you know, you want to throw out oh, there I, so people I, can check I, it out? I don't have anything personally, but what I'll put out there is um, if you are um, on the – it doesn't even matter if you're on the Facebook group, but if uh, the uh, DPY instructors are doing all kinds of live workouts for free. Yep. They're offering yep. their time for free. It's amazing. Go check them out. There's, uh, I think there's a post on the main uh, face page that has the list of all the um, workouts and stuff like that. Go check that out because that is a really, really unique opportunity to, you know, get uh, some different kind of workouts with some of these instructors. It's amazing. Awesome, man. We appreciate it. We appreciate your uh, you coming on. And Crystal, I think it's better. Yeah. There's no better time than to fire us off with a quote to throw us through the week. I'm going to be spending this week very productive. I'm going to finally prove that Carol Baskin is, is guilty and to blame. <laughs> and uh, I'm put all my energy into that basket this week, and then I'm going to try to get on the mat quite a bit as well. So hopefully by the time we get back here next week, I'll have dropped a few pounds and I'll solve the Tiger King murder. But uh, anyways... <laughs> Let's, let's get us going with a quote here to get me fired up for the week. You know what? And here I am, John, working like a dog, and he's watching Netflix. Um, <laughs> so the quote for this week is by Stephanie Galing, and boy, is it ever, um, it ties in well with this, our whole conversation. It's healing is the end of conflict with yourself. I love that. That's awesome. That's a good, I love that's a good one. As usual, as usual, Crystal nails it. You know, you've been working like a dog, and you got nothing to show for it but a collar and a fistful of nickels and dimes. That's an old wrestling promo mm-hmm. right there. So uh, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll take that, and we'll let's go, and uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, fire off into the week. Everyone, be productive, be motivated, keep moving forward. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you, John. Thank you, Crystal. Uh, Thanks, Crystal, I hope that the, the, the snow melts a little bit soon, and we'll see you guys next week, uh, hopefully with a snow-free Canada and a uh, and another great episode of DDP Radio Live right here at DDPRadio.com. Be good. See ya. Checked it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by Paige. Oh! He's in the diamond cutter. I don't 
going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.